second World Series will start in Yankee Stadium. There's nothing quite equal to the excitement of a World Series opener. The big question, will the Dodgers finally conquer their World Series jinx? Walt Alston, the Dodgers pilot, and Casey Stengel are besieged by the photographers, an old World Series custom. It's the 15th World Series for coaches Frankie Cressetti and Bill Dickey, one-time Yankee stars, an all-time record. It will be Whitey Ford for the Yankees, Big Don Newcomb for the Dodgers. Don won 20 and lost five this season. Whitey was 18 and seven for the Yankees. Real veterans of the classic are the rival shortstop. Pee Wee Reese of the Dodgers is going into his sixth World Series. Rizzuto of the Yankees is ninth. Game time is drawing near, and the huge crowd is on edge. And there they are, the Dodgers and Yankees in full strength. All are silent as the band plays the national anthem and the flag is raised. The ground rules are being discussed, and here come the Yankees for the start of game number one. Junior Gilliam, Brooklyn's leadoff batter, faces Whitey Ford, and the World Series is on. Ford takes Gilliam's grounder for an easy out at first. Carl Perillo, who had hit a homer for the Dodgers' final run on the 1953 series against the Yankees, does it again, knocking the ball into the right field seats to open the second inning. Robinson slams a triple to left center. To the infield playing in, Zimmer pops a single back of second. Scoring Robinson for a two to nothing lead. In the Yankees half of the second, Joe Collins walks with one out, bringing up Elston Howard. In his first World Series time at bat, Howard smashes a home at the left. The two runs that tie the score. Duke Snyder, who hit four homers in the 1952 World Series, opens the Brooklyn third with a tremendous blow into the third tier in right field. And the Dodgers go ahead three to two. After the Yankees tie the score in their half of the third, the Dodgers put two on base in the fourth. But Billy Martin stops Reese's hard shot and turns it into a side retiring double play. Start the Yankee fourth, Joe Collins connects. It's a homer into the lower right field seat, giving the Yankees a four to three lead. One out in the sixth, and the Yankees still holding their lead. Harris singles to right.
And here's that Collins man again. There goes the ball with Duke Snyder in pursuit. He jumps in vain as the ball clears the scoreboard in right center for two runs and a six to three Yankee lead. That's the fifth home run of the day. Newcomb's in trouble again when Martin lashes a triple over Gilliam's head. And that's all for the big right-hander. Don Besson is the new pitcher for the Dodgers, and Eddie Robinson bats for Rizzuto. But Martin's anxious to score. And umpire Bill Summers calls him out at the plate on an attempted steal. We call Perillo on first and one away in the Dodgers' eighth. Gil McDougal boots Jackie Robinson hard smash, putting runners on second and third. On Zimmer's sacrifice fly to Norin, Perillo scores and Robinson races to third. With pinch batter Frank Keller at bat, Robinson dashes to the plate. It's close, and umpire Summers calls him safe on the daring maneuver. But Yogi Berra doesn't think so. Kengel sends Grimm to the mound in the Brooklyn Ninth to protect the narrow edge. And Reese is called out on strikes. is on when Snyder singles to right. But Bauer goes deep for Campanella's curving drive. Two out. Perillo fans on a high outside pitch and the Yankees win this first match of the 1955 series. Six to five. A gigantic crowd. 63,869 lives up this big moment in riotous applause. In this battle of home runs, Joe Collins is the hero, and Casey Stengel lets him know it. And the fans will never forget the sight of Jackie Robinson preparing for the plate on his daring steal. Stadium is jammed for the second game. Billy Lowe's is Brooklyn's mound nominee. Tommy Byrne will try to baffle the National League champions with a southpaw slant. After Reese launches the Dodgers' fourth inning with a double, Snyder drives him home with a single to right. The National League champions lead one to nothing. McDougal starts off for the Yanks. In their half of the fourth with a hit to right. Norin smashing the ground is straight at Hodges, and it's a double play. Terra singles to left.
and Collins gets a base on ball. Howard singles to left, scoring Barra. Collins holding at second. When Martin singles to left, Collins comes in and Howard pulls up at second. Eddie Robinson bats for Rizzuto. And is hit in the back, filling the bases. Gary Coleman runs for Robinson. And this brings up Tommy Burns, one of the best hitters among the pitchers. He flashes a single over second, scoring Howard and Martin for a four to one Yankee lead. Don Besant replaces Lowe's Gilliam's base hit to left with two out in Brooklyn's fifth scores Robinson, and the Dodgers trail four to two. In the ninth, Tommy Byrne is only an out away from victory, and it's all over when Hodges goes down swinging. The Yankees win four to two and lead in the series two games to none. It's a thrilling triumph for Byrne, whose arm and bat wrecked the Dodgers. For the third game, the series moves across the Brooklyn Bridge to historic Ebbets Field. Commission of Ford Frick, the only man in the crowd who must be impartial, is present with Mrs. Frick. But here are two gentlemen who definitely have a rooting interest. President Will Harris of the American League and Del Webb, co-owner of the Yankees. Manager Alston of the Dodgers calls on his young southpaw, Johnny Padres. The assignment is the most important of his life. And it also happens to be his 23rd birthday. Manager Stenville of the Yankees, eager to maintain his winning momentum, counters with a speedballing right-hander, Bullet Bob Turley. Brooklyn's faithful fans roar and salute and hope as the Dodgers take the field. After Padres retires the Yankees in order in the first inning, Turley has trouble with his control and Reese walks. And with two out, Campanella blasts a home run, his first hit of the series, and Brooklyn leads two to nothing. Mantle is leadoff man in the second inning. And powers a 390-foot homer into the center field stand. Bill Scourin keeps the rally rolling when he doubles. Padres gets the next two. Then Rizzuto singles to left, and Scourin heads for home with a potential tying run. Campanella receives Sandy Amherst's throw in time for the play at the plate. Scourin knocks the ball out of Campanella's hand as they collide and scores the tying run. In the last half of the second inning, Jackie Robinson singles after one out. Curley's first pitch hits Amherst. 
moment later, the bases are loaded. And Padres bunt eludes Curley for a hit. The Yankee pitcher appears upset and walks Gillian to force Robinson home and snap the tie. Manager Stengel comes out of the dugout and after a brief huddle with Curley, calls Tom Morgan in from the bullpen. But Morgan can't find the plate and walks Reese to force Amherst home. And the Dodgers lead four to two. The Dodgers added two runs in the fourth to widen their margin to six to two. The Yankees scored one in the seventh, making it six to three Dodgers. In the Dodgers seventh, after one out, Jackie Robinson smashes a double to left field. And races on to third when he decoys Howard into making a throw behind the second base. Hammer singles and Robinson trots across the plate. After Padres forces Amaris with a bunt, Gilliam revives the rally with a walk. Reese then singles to tally the Brooklyn pitcher, and the lead is lengthened to eight to three. Dowron opens the Yankee ninth with a base hit. Padres gets Howard and a pop fly to Gilliam. Reese backs into short left for Martin's easy fly. Rizzuto also pops up feebly to Gil Hodges, and Brooklyn's first victory is secure as Padres slams the door on any dramatic Yankee rally. Padres calls his seven-hit victory the best birthday gift he's ever had. Campanella, in addition to doing a masterful job of handling Padres, pounded out a single, double, and homer. Jackie Robinson also had a good day, handling seven fielding chances, collecting a single and double, and flashing his old-time baseline daring. Convinced that their beloved Dodgers are back in the thick of contention again, more than 36,000 fans fill Ebbets Field for the fourth game. Interest has heightened everywhere, as evidenced by the swarm of photographers. The press box, of course, will be bulging as usual, with newspaper men from all sections of the country. Among the early arrivals is Lou Perini, president of the Milwaukee Braves. From the American League side, there is Joe Cronin, general manager of the Boston Red Sox, and Spike Briggs, president of the Detroit Tigers, with Mrs. Briggs. The pitching rivals in the fourth game are Carl Erskine, veteran right-hander of the Dodgers, and Don Larson of the Yankees. First inning, McDougal, second Yankee at bat, smashes a 375-foot homer deep into the lower left field stand. In the second inning, Collins walks. After Collins moves to third on a sacrifice and infield out, Rizzuto steps to the plate. Little Phil singles to left and Collins scores. It's Yankees two, Dodgers nothing. 
Amorous walk to open the Dodgers third. With one out, Gilliam sends Amorous in motion with a hit and run signal and comes through perfectly with a double down the left field line. The fleet-footed Amorous scores all the way from first. The score is now Yankees two, Dodgers one. When Barra singles and Collins walks to open the fourth for the Yankees, manager Alston removes Erskine from the mound and summons Besson. With one out, Collins steals third after getting a big jump on Besson. Martin pokes a broken bat single just over Gilliam's reach and Collins scores. Rizzuto ends the inning when Robinson makes a fine pickup of his grounder and turns it into a double play. The score, Yankees three, Dodgers one. Campanella leading off for Brooklyn in the last half of the fourth. Clouts a homer into the left field seat. His second in as many days. After Perillo beat out an infield hit, Hodges slams an outside pitch over the fence in right center field, scoring Perillo ahead of him, and Brooklyn takes a four to three lead. In the fifth, Gilliam opens with a walk and promptly steals second. After Larson gets behind on Reese with a two-ball, no-strike count, he is relieved by Johnny Cook. Reese is credited with a hit on a smash to Collins when Cooks fails to cover first base in time. Gilliam takes third on the play. Duke Snyder pulls a home run over the right field screen and scores Gilliam and Reese ahead of him. It's his seventh in World Series play and has the Brooklyn margin to seven to three. Clem Levine, who entered the game in the fifth, yields two Yankee runs in the sixth. But in the Dodgers' seventh against Rip Coleman, Campanella opens with a single to center. Perillo follows with a base hit off the wall in right center, and Campanella goes to third. Hodges flashes a single to center, and Campanella scores. The Dodgers take a commanding 8-5 lead. In the eighth, Scourin rifles a sinking line at the right center, and the Duke makes a brilliant one-handed stab. The Bind crosses out Mantle for the final out of the game, and the frenzied Flatbush fans go wild as the series is deadlocked at two victories each. The triumph goes to Levine for his first win over the Yankees in World Series competition. While he checked the Yankees with three hits in the last four and one-third innings, Brooklyn power prevailed for an eight-to-five victory.
Campanella, Snyder, and Hodges hammered out homers. For the second straight day, Campanella collected three hits. Hodges also got three. With the series all even again, the fifth game is a vital one. Thoroughly enjoying the comeback of the Dodgers is National League President Warren Giles, another prominent National Leaguer. Owner Horace Stoneham of the Giants is present along with Bill Rigney, successor to Leo DeRocher as manager of the Giants. Among the early arrivals is George Weiss, capable general manager of the Yankees. Chatting about strategy in the critical game ahead are two Brooklyn coaches, Billy Herman and Jake Pitler. The opposing starters of the fifth game are Bob Grimm of the Yankees and Roger Craig of Brooklyn. In the Brooklyn second, with one out, Hodges drills a single past McDougal. Jackie Robinson lines to Rizzuto for the second out. That brings Amherst to the plate. And he wallops the ball high over the right field screen for a home run, scoring Hodges ahead of him for a two-to-nothing lead. Dodgers seem to have found the home range again. In the third inning, Snyder belts one over the right field fence. It looks like the Dodgers are going to break loose again when Campanella lines the ball to left center. But Noren makes a sensational diving catch. At the end of the third, it's Brooklyn three, Yankees nothing. Terra launches the fourth inning for the Yankees with a hit off the scoreboard, and Perillo's fast fielding holds it to a single. With one out, Eddie Robinson walks. Martin drops a single into left field, scoring Terra, and the Yankees trail three to one. Duke Snyder slams another home run over the scoreboard in right center in the fifth inning to give Brooklyn a four to one lead. It's his fourth circuit smash of the 1955 series and his ninth in World Series competition. Manager Stengel sends Bob Serve to the plate to bat for Grimm in the seventh. And he hammers a home run into the left field seat. This was World Series home run number 100 for the Yankees. Craig appears a bit upset. He loses control and Howard walks. Manager Alston summons Labayan from the bullpen for his fourth relief appearance of the series. Norrin slaps a one hopper to Hodges and Gill turns it into a double play. It's another brilliant rescue job by Labayan and the Yankees have to settle for one run and are still behind four to two. Vera blasts open the eighth inning for the Yankees with a home run over the right field fence. And Brooklyn's lead is cut to four to three. With one out, Eddie Robinson singles to the right field corner. 
and Tom Carroll runs for him. That puts the tying run on base. Martin grounds to Jackie Robinson to start the third double play of the game for the Dodgers. In the bottom of the eighth, Bob Turley, who struck out the side in the seventh, is pitching. Carrillo opens with a hit off Martin's glove. The Dodgers are anxious to get an insurance run, and Hodges moves Carrillo to second with a sacrifice bunt. Robinson drives a ground single into center field, and Perillo scores to lengthen Brooklyn's lead five to three. Kengel calls on Andy Carey to try to get a rally going in the ninth for the Yankees. But Carey rolls out Robinson to Hodges. Manager Stendhal sends Tommy Byrne up to bat for Turley. He grounds out Gilliam to Hodges. Howard now is the last hope for the Yankees. But Levine also retires him and a grounder to Gilliam, and the Dodgers win 5-3. to three. For the first time in World Series history, a team has come roaring back to win three straight after losing the first two games. The crowd is 36,796. Largest ever to see a series game in Brooklyn. Rocks Ebbets Field with tumultuous outbursts. Levine and Snyder are the principal figures in the Brooklyn triumph. Levine allowed only one run in the last three innings to preserve Craig's first World Series victory. Snyder, with two home runs today, increased his National League record to nine for World Series homers. And now is topped only by the mighty Babe Ruth with 15 and Lou Gehrig with 10. For the sixth contest, the Subway Series rivals are back in Yankee Stadium. And now the Yankees are in an unfamiliar role. They are back to the wall with the Dodgers just one victory away from the World Championship. Walter O'Malley, Dodgers president, and his guests arrive early. He is beaming with confidence that his team finally will take the measure of the Yankees. Commissioner Frick greets Private Ray Rosenbaum and Airman Second Class George Morgan, who won the Stars and Stripes poll as the most valuable service players in Europe and made the trip under co-sponsorship of A.G. Spalding. Duke Snyder, who so far has been the standout hitter of the series, looks over his assortment of Louisville sluggers that have been destructive to Yankee pitching. It will start as a southpaw duel between Whitey Ford and the Yankees and young Carl Spooner for Brooklyn. Spooner's control is bad at the outset, but after he walks Rizzuto, he strikes out Martin. However, on the third strike, Rizzuto breaks fast and steals second. It's the Scooter's 10th World Series theft. McDougald walks. Then Barra bounces the single over Spooner's head and just out of Gilliam's reach. Rizzuto scores and McDougald races to third. Bauer singles to left, scoring McDougal, while Barra stops at second. Gowron drives a home run into the right field stands, and Barra and Bauer score ahead of him, and the Yankees have a five to nothing lead. 
Bill Scourin's homer is the 17th of the series to tie the 1953 record set by the Yankees and Dodgers. That's all for Spooner, and Russ Meyer comes in to end the uprising. In the Yankee third, Bob Serve is at bat with two on and one out. He grounds to Robinson, who tags Bearer and throws to Hodges for a twin killing. It's the 11th for Brooklyn to set a new record for one team in a World Series. Reese opens the fourth inning for the Dodgers with a single over second base. It's Brooklyn's first hit off board. Snyder hurt his knee chasing Scourin's fly in the third and Don Zimmer bats for him. Zimmer strikes out. Campanella walks on four pitches as Ford has a wild speed. Perillo singles past the sprawling Rizzuto and re-scores. And that's all the Dodgers get out of it and they trail five to one. Meyer holds the Yankees in check. In the sixth, Ford tops a roller down the third baseline, and the Brooklyn pitcher makes a beautiful play to throw him out. It's still five to one, going into the eighth inning, and Ford actually seems to be getting stronger. He starts by fanning Zimmer. Campanella grounds out to Rizzuto. Morello goes down swinging. In the ninth, Hodges bounces to Rizzuto for the first out. Robinson drives a hot smash at McDougal, who makes another fine play to throw him out. Ford is now one out away from a victory that will prolong the series. He fans Sandy Amherst. The Yankees win five to one. And the series is all square once more at three victories each. The Yankees rush in to congratulate Ford, who completely dominated the game, aided by the decisive home run by Bill Scourin, the former Purdue University star. Ford, who pitched eight innings in his opening victory, needed no help in this one. He allowed only four hits and struck out eight. This is the big one. The Yankees and the Dodgers are all even, three and three. Walt Alston talks to his players in their dressing room before sending them out on the field for the showdown with the Yankees. Alston talks with his youthful pitcher, Johnny Padre. Casey Stengel takes time out for a brief chat with Mrs. Stengel. Another enormous crowd jams the stadium for the climax. Padres and his pitching opponent, Tommy Burns, warm up for the big test. Little Phil Rizzuto will set a record today by playing in his 52nd World Series game. The huddle at the plate is a signal that the action's close at hand. The game's on. Rizzuto takes Gilliam high hopper and Burns breezes through the first inning. Rizzuto on first and two out in the Yankee third. 
Martin singles to right. Rizzuto halts at second. McDougal sends a roller toward third base. It hits Rizzuto as he slides into the bag. And the base runner is out. It's an automatic single for Gill. Padres is out of a jam. And still no score in the game. One out in Brooklyn's fourth. Campanella doubles to the left field corner for his team's first hit. And goes to third while Rizzuto is taking out Perillo. Campanella comes home when Hodges singles to left and the Dodgers are out in front one to nothing. Barra, who has been a continual threat at the plate with nine base hits to his credit, opens the New York fourth with a fly to short left center, and it drops for a double between Gilliam and Snyder. But Padres mows down the next three Yankee hitters. The Dodgers are still on top one to nothing when Reese singles to center at the start of the sixth. They play for another run as Snyder bunts to burn. But they're both safe when Scourin loses the ball while tagging Snyder. Campanella moves the runners to third and second on a sacrifice bunt. Casey Stengel orders Burn to pass Perillo, filling the bases and setting up a double play situation. Again playing the percentages, Stengel brings in right-handed Bob Grimm to pitch to Hodges. Gill hits a sacrifice fly to Bob Serve, scoring Reese. And the Dodgers have a 2-0 lead. At the beginning of the Yankee Six, Gilliam moves from left field to second base. And Sandy Amherst comes from the bench to left field. Billy Martin leads off with a walk. Gil McDougal beats out a bunch of Padres. And the Yankees have the tying runs on base. And up comes Yogi Berra. There goes the drive down the left field line. And Sandy Amaris races for the ball. Sticks out his glove just in time and makes the catch. And McDougal has rounded second base. He throws to Reese. And Reese's take to Hodges doubles McDougal at first. Let's have another look at that spectacular play. Double play is Brooklyn's 12th, the 19th of the World Series, both World Series records. Can Padres keep the Yankees at bay? That's what the fans are wondering when the eighth gets underway and the score still two to nothing. Rizzuto pushes off with a single to left center. After Martin flies to Perillo, 
McDougal bounces a single off third baseman Hope into left field, and Rizzuto scoots to third. Here's Yogi Berra. With the count three and one, Berra lifts a fly to Perillo. So short that the runners hold up. Now it's dangerous Hank Bauer. But with the count two and two, Hank strikes out on a high hard one. The fans give the kid Southpaw an ovation after Johnny Padres' exhibition of courageous clutch pitching. The score, it's still two to nothing as the Yankees come up in the ninth. Bill Scourin bounces to Padres, and Johnny finally makes the throw to first after the ball stuck in his glove. Bob Serve sends an easy fly to Amherst, and the Dodgers are only one out away from their first World Series title. Padres looks like the coolest person in the stadium. Elston Howard sends a grounder to Pee Wee Reese, and these Dodgers at last are world champions. Delirious with joy, teammates and fans mob the Brooklyn pitcher in wild acclaim. In the Dodger clubhouse is the pandemonium only a great victory can generate. And setting the zany pace are Gil Hodges, Duke Snyder, and Don Newcomb. This is Brooklyn's greatest baseball day. Newspapers shriek the tidings. Brooklyn Bridge goes topsy-turvy at this monumental event. The street signs rock along Flatbush Avenue, and downtown Brooklyn is almost upside down. The crowd files out, one which has showered cheers this day on the 23-year-old son of an upstate New York miner, Johnny Padres, truly a great competitor. It was a great series. There will be others as long as this great game of baseball is played. There will be new heroes because baseball will always bring you great new players and exciting ball games. See a ball game often. Follow your local team. It's fun for the entire family.